0: Fantastic song Um, Welcome to uh, our network here It's the first show of the year We have been um, kind of revamping a lot of stuff And getting things in order And uh, Happy New Year to everyone So we are back And um, that was Jeremy and the Harlequins Off their newest release Remember this And the song's called Little One And uh, I have Jeremy in the um, studio as well as my co-host from New York, Spencer Dray. So let me bring both of them into the studio. And I just wanted to let everyone know that this show can be heard um, afterwards on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio On Demand um, as a podcast. So if you miss any of it or you want to listen to it later, fantastic. You can do that. So let me bring everyone into the studio real quick, and what I thought we could do is we could uh, talk a little bit about um, the song that we opened up with and everything. Hi, Spencer. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Holly. Hi,
1: Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? Okay, rock and roll. (laughs)
0: I can roll. (laughs) It's a new year. It's a new year. And um, I'm trying to go. I'm going, well, not trying. I am. I'm going to say I am. I am going into this new year. And I have been with a really positive attitude and trying to uh, see the best in everything here. And this music's great, Jeremy. Um, And uh, Little One is such a great, fun song. That's really cute. I love that song.
1: Um, Yeah, it's um, one of my uh, favorites on the record
0: Yeah, so why don't we um, just have you introduce yourself And talk a little bit about who Jeremy and the Harlequins are And um, a little bit about your background And I know that you did another album, a couple different albums before this one This one here is just out And it's also out on vinyl, which Spencer I know is going to love um, yeah, remember vinyl. remember this. What? Yeah. And it's and, and what I like is how it's described. Is it described as cherry red or was it red, vel, red velvet red? Is that what cherry it was? Red, velvet yeah. red? Cherry red. Yeah. It's cherry red vinyl. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um what? yeah, it's really beautiful. And I know Spencer has right. a true appreciation for vinyl, right. which we and could talk about too, a little bit later on in the show. Yeah. So for sure. Jeremy, yeah, I want you to yeah. tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and this latest release, and um, a little bit about that really fun song.
1: Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm Jeremy of Jeremy and the Harlequins, and uh, we're based in New York. Though I grew up in Ohio, and I had a slight detour oh, nice. to Los Angeles for a couple years before coming to New York. About God, it's been like seven and a half years now, and. Mm-hmm. We started this band, I guess it was like 2013, but I don't think we put out our first song until 2014, and our first single was Trippin' to the Light. And so it was kind of like a little bit of a frustration uh, getting this band started. So me and my brother, who's also our drummer in the Harlequins, we were in a band about 10, 15 years ago called We Are the Fury, based out of Ohio. And mm-hmm. we we toured tons, like years and years on the road, and put out a record, put out an EP, and uh, just everyone kind of parted ways. I moved to Los Angeles, where I I actually um, was just like looking for people to write with, looking for to start a new project, um, something that felt mm-hmm. re- refreshing, and and I don't know, it's it's weird after you after you're in a band on tour for a while. You start to forget what real life is like, um, mm-hmm. and you're on the on the road all the time. Um, so I kind of had to adapt, and then I was like ready to kind of do it again. I, I kind of never wanted to stop, but it, it just so happened that's what happened. Um, and I linked up with a guitar player um, out of New York, actually, who um, was in a band called Head Automatica, who my old band mm-hmm. We had a Fury tour with, probably three or four U.S. tours. So we got to know each other pretty well um and he was making they had just finished making a third record on Warner Brothers which was shelved and so we we're both kind mm-hmm. of in the same process we we're we we're looking for for something to do creatively and i think we were both kind of under under the same kind of uh we have the same influences when it comes to music Um, so we wanted to do something that was just very rock and roll and it took us a little while to find it. And then eventually I ended up moving to New York from Los Angeles. Um, and it still took a couple of years for us to put this together. And it was actually, that was even a a weirder story. Um, we were again, frustrated. Uh, I went Mm -hmm. back to Ohio for the summer and I think it was 2013. I, I can't remember. I was like visiting my parents. My brother, who's our drummer, was living in Paris at the time. Uh, he was cooking, and um, he came back for a few Oh, weeks that's right. Wow. I remember
0: hearing this, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember right. you telling us this, yeah.
1: Yeah, cool. so he came back, and uh, we just started working. <laughs> by, by this time, the only good thing that comes out of such a frustrating process of, like, trying to get a new band together is you have. I had, like, a stockpile of songs. I probably had, like, 30 songs that I, I just
2: mm-hmm.
1: had been writing. Um, mm-hmm. so we started working on them in Ohio, me and my brother. And then it, it was really like, from that point on, it was really fast. But like two days, we were like, we got to make a, We got to make an album. So oh, I called Craig, great. who was in New York. Um, I called uh, a friend of ours who was in Ohio at the time He lived in Nashville. Um, he played bass on that first record and then Craig met mm-hmm. a guitar player in New York like literally the day before he came out we were going to make the first record as a four piece and uh he met this guitar player the day before and uh he hopped in my van which was in New York and drove on out to Ohio we spent like a week and a half just working on all the songs that we knew were going to be on that record
2: mm. and then
1: from there we went to Detroit oh. And, and oh wow went in a studio we recorded the entire record on tape in in 2 days um, and then we mixed it in New York, wow. and that was our uh, first recording. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we were we started putting out music. I think before we even had our first shows booked. Um, and that was the beginning. And then um, you know we just kind of kept making music, kept recording records. And this is our third LP. Uh, it's our second one on Yep Rock Records. We signed to them uh, in 2016, and yeah, congratulations. The Thank you. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. And then we've just been touring, you know, actually in the past like four months. We've been on the road quite a bit. Uh, and we're going to be headed to the UK in March uh, for the second time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, so this this record, the little one that you just heard, it was actually the first mm-hmm. single that came out before the album was actually released. And uh, and now we're releasing it again as a single with a video um, to kind of oh, correspond with, with the uh, tour, tour dates in the U.K. Um, so mm-hmm. you can expect that in March as well. So wow. that's kind of the plan right that's now. That's um, so cool. You know, thanks. Yeah, I, can, no, I, and so, I know. Yeah.
0: Go ahead, no, Go ahead,
1: Holly. Go ahead.
0: Oh, no, I was just going to say that um, – it's got a great, it's got a great rhythm to it. It's, it's almost like a rock. Your sound is almost rockabilly, but then there's like true rock and roll in there too. And I know Spencer will agree with me on that one.
2: Yeah,
0: um, yeah, yeah, great. And the other yeah, tracks we, on this that, are oh, go fantastic. Ahead. No, I mean they're fantastic. <laughs> I mean you've got, a, we've got a track that we're going to be playing later called California Rock, which is so cool. But you know. It's what I love about new music and when somebody just releases something like you're just doing now is each song means something so much to the person that wrote it and 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 you know the story behind it. What is the story behind Little One? That one.
1: Little Little One's just like I feel like that one actually has like the least of a, a depth of a story. I mean it's just about mm-hmm. you know picking up a a fun person or a fun girl that uh mm-hmm. you're excited uh it's like kind of like whenever you meet someone like romantically yeah. that first kind of uh that first day or that first week or the first month uh that that feeling mm-hmm. um where you feel like that person you know almost like saves you or you just feel really excited so I guess that's what right. that, oh sure that yeah that me. that adrenaline yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. fire um, yeah. so yeah I, I and I think you know one of the reasons I like it as a single it's just like to me it's very immediate um, I think there's other songs on it the record that, that you know that have like different that are more like stories and have a lot of depth and mm-hmm. have a lot of you know kind of struggle in them uh, this one's just fun I feel like if you don't know who we are by you know before you listen to the song within three minutes you find yourself like singing along and tapping your foot which is, I feel like, the best way to get introduced to any band. <laughs> I, you know, it's interesting, <laughs>
0: I think. You so, uh, you're well, funny. <laughs> I,
3: I, was thinking, I was thinking, Holly, that, um, you know, the album, Jeremy, uh, what's interesting about your mm-hmm. album, which I think Holly will agree with, all the songs are good. Now, this is very rare. Usually mm-hmm. you get albums with a lot of fillers, you know, up and down the line.
1: Mm-hmm. This
3: album, got very strong songs on all this whole album, which really uh, is a nice surprise, you know.
1: Well, thank you. I mean, that's that's a that's a great compliment to hear. That's something that we oh,
3: it
0: is. that we
1: try and strive for um, in everything. I think it's partially, you know, it's I I I only like records that are kind of like that. Like I don't I don't listen to a lot of records that um, have one good song, or or I'll just mm-hmm. listen to that one song. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like you know that's something if that's what I like, that's what I kind of owe it to the audience listening to our record. I mean, we're, we're selling them a record. We're not selling a single. So I feel like it's kind of our obligation.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And I also think it it says something about the world we're living in and with music. It's like to get someone's attention span for 30 seconds nowadays is really Mm -hmm. difficult to get someone's attention Mm -hmm. for 40 minutes is like unheard of. So that's where we're setting that's essentially what we're or any band set out to do when they're making a record is to capture someone's mm-hmm. attention for ten to twelve songs or whatever it is so if that's your goal and essentially you want every song to be a single um whether or not that happens is pretty i mean that probably won't happen, but I feel like that's what. The goal should be when you're making a record, you know, and they could it be different happen, they, don't, they don't have to be the same song. It will
2: happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm thinking positively. Real quick, I want to give out yep. your website. It's Jeremy and the Harlequins. It's J-E-R-E-M-Y, and right. the Harlequins. H-A-R-L-E-Q-U-I-N-S. dot com yeah. If you go on there, you right. oh god, the photography's great. I want we want to talk about that too because that's Spencer's forte. He's like the king of designing. Um, but um, you know, <laughs> you. we want to talk. No, seriously, we want to talk. We want to talk oh, about you. you know the way the colors are really great. I yeah. love the color that you chose for the album cover, and then the red vinyl, and you know it just it just makes it very appealing. Um, cool. And I'll
3: oh, say, you know, I was going to, to, add to that. Yeah. I want you to bring up very good points. Uh, the, mm-hmm. would you, on inner, inner Fold, and Holly, I think, is going to bring this mm-hmm. in. The photograph, wraparound photograph is really hot. The
0: photographs are I'm, amazing. I'm, that's, oh, cool. Yeah,
3: that's a
1: great.
0: Yeah.
1: Idea. Who was uh, the photographer? We, uh, his name is Jimmy Fontaine. He's actually, I think okay. he works for Atlantic Records. He has a studio okay. there. So we shot it, oh, wow. um, I believe. I think uh, about a year, a little over a year ago, we shot that. Mm-hmm. And it was funny, I was, it was, uh, we have, you know, different album covers. I feel like each one, kind, of, we kind of pick like a one color, as like a theme for the, the album. And the last one was kind of like a little bit of like blue and the one before that was black. And this one, we weren't even trying to go red. It was just, we got the photos back and we shot a variety of photos with, with different color backgrounds. And we just saw the red one, and we were like, that's the one. So that's what it has to be. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's great.
3: Yeah, it's great. The
0: contrast
1: but you know what? Really i got to tell you
3: something, colors. Jeremy. This is really interesting. Think about it this way. The inside photograph is the outside wraparound.
2: Mm-hmm. And that yeah.
3: would be two. That would be hot. You know what I mean? Also, you just
2: mm-hmm. put the
3: songs tastefully in the back, you know, on a line or two lines, and then you, in the front you put the type. But that black and white wraparound around as the outside. That's interesting. But the album's beautiful. I mean the design's very
1: Thanks.
0: nice. It is.
3: Thanks.
0: It is. It's very, yeah. very, very cool. That's what Thanks I saw too. about it. And I thought, you know, Be the right. music the music itself is great and then it's the whole package, you know. So Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. you
0: know what I wanted to ask you on your touring so far yeah. with this music that you just recently, you know, released, um, what has been the um you know, the response from your audience and uh are you touring with anyone or are you the open, are you opening or or are you just the main the main act here? I could think that that would be it.
1: Well um right now we're in the States we're opening in the UK we're we're gonna see if headlining works. We're doing some headlining dates over there. We're also mm-hmm. gonna be on the Andrew Marr Mar, Mar T V show which is a late night show in the nice. UK. Oh, so great. that was mm-hmm. kind of uh, what, what kind of, you know, inspired us to go over there. Um, but last year we were on tour, let's see, in July and August, we were out with Chuck Prophet, who's also on Yep Rock Records. Oh, no. Nice. That was a lot of yeah. fun. Chuck's We've been, been on, our on our show. Yeah, Chuck's oh, been yeah. on our show. We've had yeah,
2: Chuck he's great. Quite a yep. few times. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, great yeah, guy. we had
1: a blast with him. Um, and then we were out in September and October with Electric Six, um, and that was great, too. And so, yeah, usually right now we're supporting in the U.S. or just, you know, one step at mm-hmm. a time trying to get, get the music out. As far as what we've seen as being, like, the best response from, from the new record, Little One is pretty awesome. Like, people are really starting mm-hmm. to sing along to, like, there's so much of the likes oh, yeah. and nas. It's just, like, you don't even have to know the I song like or the lyrics. Yeah. but yeah. Yeah, me too. That's great. And then uh, we have a song called Starlight on the uh, record. It's the first song yeah. on the B uh-huh. side of the, the record, mm-hmm. and that was chosen from the little Stevens Underground Garage as the coolest song uh, this past year. Um, oh me! So we, yeah, we saw we saw that, a lot of yeah. people. Yeah, a lot of people were kind of uh, singing along to that one. Hey, hey um, listen,
3: Jeremy, it gave you some votes yeah, on that too. <laughs> oh, awesome! Awesome, thank you. Oh, that's yeah. great, Spencer. <laughs> yeah. Thank no,
0: you. no, that's fantastic. I got, you know, Holly, um, I can
3: get you on a little Stephen Mailer because he sends out uh, periodically, like, vote for the record of the year. You know what I mean? So a lot of our people.
0: Oh, on yeah, I know. Definitely show. want to be voting. Yeah,
3: yeah. Anyway, especially uh, go, with all the on. people
0: that are coming on the show. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So there yeah. you go, Jeremy. I mean, that's, re- that's really cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I wanted to ask you. So you said your influences and stuff. Both of us are really curious. We want to hear what your influences are for this, because I can only guess.
1: Uh, why don't you guess, and then then we'll go the opposite. Um, right? Wow. I'm always, no. I'm always curious. I don't want
0: to assume. I don't want to assume because pretty much everyone I'm going to mention is people that we know or are whatever. Okay. So I'm gonna. I'm not gonna assume. You tell me. I mean, well, I know. I know Let there's me, a please. little bit of. Stray Cats in there. I hear a little bit of the Stray Cats. I do hear that um, a tiny little
1: bit. It's it's. I love the Stray Cats. They're not one of my bigger influences, actually. I feel mm-hmm. like everything that they were probably influenced by was stuff that I'm almost mm-hmm. uh, probably influenced by. So, um, I mean, yeah, stuff so like Buddy it. Holly and Gene Gene Vincent, mm-hmm. Buddy Holly, um, stuff like that. Uh, what about Ray Cooter? Oh wow. What about Ray Cooter? Yeah, I, listen, I don't know enough, uh, but yeah, some of it, like yeah, um, not as much though. Um, yeah. I, I so yeah, a lot of like late fifties, kind of uh, early rock and roll and rockabilly oh, stuff. Cool. Yeah, um, some of like early Any Johnny Cash. Like, but, uh, yeah, especially yeah, I would say more cool. on our earlier on our first record. Johnny Cash was mm-hmm. a pretty big influence. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um there's a couple songs that we, we we're definitely r- really inspired by um that you can kind of hear it in in on that record on this record i feel like we kind of broadened our influences a bit um i think you'll hear like some like phil spector ish like 60s kind mm-hmm. of stuff right, right. and then you also Absolutely. like a lot of like late 70s early 80s kind of like Rock and roll, where rock and roll kind of became new wave, like totally. before, yeah. before it was like before the synth drums got involved. So, like, everything when journey, Pompetti, like, journey, in. early
0: journey, early journey, um, and like, um, who, who else, like, um, the other the other
3: cars, the
1: other cars kind of like, yeah,
3: exactly, yeah, the cars,
1: yeah, so it's like a lot of stuff. I, I mean. And then also I've always been big into like early 70s mid 70s glam rock. Um so like Have everything you? from T-Rex. Ooh, yeah. You'd love, uh, oh, T-Rex yeah. is a real winner there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, I so, love like T-Rex. Fan.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. T-Rex is great. yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, I mean, there's T-Rex, a lot of different yeah. stuff. Well, you got like you know what's
3: interesting, you got a good go. melody line. You you oh, have cool. good melody line. That's interesting. You know what I'm saying? You're
1: not Thank you're you. not noise.
3: You're you have a good me- Right, Holly? He's got a good melody line.
0: No, absolutely. And another thing I wanted to say was, and and this is gonna be, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. The way you guys all style yourselves is really great. I like the mm. styling. Oh uh, right. Mm-hmm.
1: It's right. good. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. You know, I, you know, we're a, we're a rock band. I feel like um, style is important. Uh, That's <laughs> a good. I think. I think it kind of, you know, if people are, com- again, people are coming to see us, I want them to see a show. It's not just, um, right.
2: absolutely. You know,
1: I don't want, I don't want people, the, the last thing I want is people leaving bored.
2: Oh, no. I mean, I saw oh, you, God, uh, I got so to ta- tell you the No, story. they're not going to be bored.
3: Go,
0: <sighs> tell me, Spencer, tell me the story. Go. Oh, I'm
3: sorry, I didn't mean to cut. Um.
0: No, the, you uh, didn't cut me off.
3: I saw, I saw, um, you know, I saw the group open up for Zach Starkey at Santos Party House. Remember Jeremy? And yeah, one thing, I, one thing I noticed that you kind of blew my mind. First of all, you were the, like Holly was saying, very good point. You were dressed really good. The whole group was really, and you look like you had a command mm-hmm. of the stage, and the songs were outrageous. And I said, oh, my God, who's this group? So naturally, <laughs> that led you on to our show. But it was like the way you were styled on the stage and your performance. And I know, oh, you, you tell us about the Bowery Electric uh, appearance, right? You did a thing with the Ramones uh, night or something?
1: Oh, yeah, there... yeah. So that was pretty fun. Uh, every year they do a Ramones. They call it a Sally Can't Dance Party. They do a few of them and... throughout the year. Um, and it was great. I mean, every time we play Valerie Electric it's always a good crowd. Um, you never know who's gonna roll through. Great. Um so that was that was awesome. It was like a packed show in New York. Uh, our shows in New York in the past year have been really good. We just did an album release show in August over at Union Pool in Brooklyn, uh which wow. was sold out for our album release show. Um and then what else oh, did we do great. last year in New York?
0: Congratulations. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, it's 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 been good in New York. We're starting to see. I think there's also just a shift, like, I mean, things come in waves, and, and I'm starting to see people kind of want to go to more live music, um, rock and they roll do. shows again. Yeah. So people
2: want to have maybe, fun.
1: You know, they missed it. The world's exactly. so
0: crazy right now. Yeah, Uh, yeah. the world's nuts right now So we all (laughs) want to have fun And I think a lot of people are No, seriously, this is my Consensus, so tell me guys if you think This is true, I think a lot of people Are looking for something to identify With and to Have like so that they can Kind of divert their attention To it instead of all the Negative stuff that's going on It's like the music and art Music, movies Um Mm. I think the movie industry is really huge right now because we're trying to find things to get out of our head, you know? Um, yeah. So the music is really important. I think right now it's like taking us one step higher to a conscious level where we can connect with ourselves more than letting everything from the outside ruin it for us. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Right. Um, I agree. totally. agree totally. That's always. what, like, uh... Music, uh, I feel like that's one of the most powerful and it's best qualities that music is. Yes. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: It invokes so many memories, and yet it also makes memories. And uh, I saw a really cool quote the other day. It said, "Never underestimate the power of driving with loud music and just you know, <laughs> just going down the road, music blaring." <laughs> Windows open, who cares? And just going and just going and going. I mean, really, it's like, you know, that's like the thing that I think a lot of people are trying to connect to now. So um, that's fantastic. And so what I think Spencer and I want to know is what you're currently working on besides getting ready for your tour. What, um, are you working on a next album already?
1: Yeah, well, we're always, you know, if we're not, touring than we're writing so we have a lot mm-hmm. of stuff written um we're going to try and do a record this year um it probably oh, cool. won't come out till next year but mm-hmm. we do have a couple songs uh that we're going to be putting out a seven inch and i can't tell you what the songs are oh, but nice. we didn't write them and great. okay uh, they're, it's going to be fun and it's going to be cool and we're excited to put that out so we can definitely say that's going to come out at some point in the next few months. Oh, um, you so you're going to have to look for that. What about um,
0: television and um, movie? Are you doing any music for that?
1: Uh, yeah. Are you actually, thought about it? We're I can't say what they are because they're still kind of in the deal I working. I
0: understand. It's all good. Um, yeah.
1: But, yeah, there's a few things. We had a few songs also in, in the past year that were – in some tv shows mm-hmm. there's a marvel show called luke cage that uh one of our mm-hmm. songs was in this past year and there's a few things um that are kind of in the works right now as well um so yeah just you know go on our facebook go on jeremy and and uh we'll we'll let you know as soon as those things are ready to come out um but i don't want to jinx it you know <laughs> so oh no no so, you. Know. Uh, i hear you. Yeah.
2: So
0: you're on Facebook, I know you're on Instagram, Um, Mm -hmm. you're on Twitter, Um, all the major networks, you know, um, we have no idea what's going to happen to Facebook, but um, we have no idea. But I mean, you know, all the other platforms are really cool. Now you're also on um, some of the streaming um, uh, networks as well.
1: Yeah. I think we're on most of them. Music. I mean, I know, I know we're on Spotify. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like nowadays everyone uh, has their their way of finding out about new music or listening to new music. I mm-hmm. feel like some people, you know, listen to one station on the radio. Some people only find stuff on YouTube. Some people only listen to Spotify. Um, there's Isn't so that many funny? It's so weird. Yeah. yeah it's, they. Ne-
0: it's,
1: uh, you never know. Uh, yeah, everyone. Everyone has their, there's so many niches for every little thing in your life mm-hmm. nowadays. like, um, and, and niches of niches or something. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, trying, we're, we're, we're trying to be on all of those. So That's that good. way, however you mm-hmm. listen to music, we're, yeah. we're there in your capacity. If you only listen to vinyl, we have vinyl, uh, if you listen to the radio, we're on some of the radio stations. Um, so yeah, we're, we're out there just, you just have to look for us.
0: That's so cool. It must be really trippy for you if you're out and you hear your song on the radio. That's like always uh, something that yeah, I know. Cool. A lot of my friends that are musicians were out and we'll be either doing something or, in. A, you know, it, it just could be anywhere. And then all of a sudden the song comes on and we're like, like I know when I was in the market the other day, a song came on and I was a friend of mine and it was her uh-huh. song. And I was like, oh my gosh, and she goes, oh <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. they must That's be pretty, pretty cool. hip, but um, yeah, you know, it's it's almost surreal, um, yeah. you know, I wanted
3: to bring up vinyl, which you're bringing up yeah. probably, which is very good in my life,
2: yeah.
3: uh, so so I'm involved with the Making Vinyl event, so you should enter a vinyl next year in our Making Vinyl event, Jeremy, because
2: we yeah. get
3: a... That's what it's all about, vinyl. Jack White was involved. I was a guest speaker last year, and we had little Steven on this year and up in Detroit at the beginning of October. But anyway, we judge the packaging every year, and uh, you should enter it. I'm glad you're into vinyl because that's a big thing. And have a Vinyl Talk site on Facebook myself, and we talk vinyl. If you want to get on there with your album, you could even show your vinyl album on there. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be awesome yeah I um, yeah I had, a, I had a few friends who went went to it this past year and said it was a great time um but I'd love okay. to enter some of our stuff and i I don't know if you know this I do some album design myself um i actually do all our records oh, and wow. i do some yeah you other labels so oh really cool. I didn't
0: know that. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. You two. You know know what? I
3: might have you judge next year, uh, Jeremy. I'll have you judge the vinyl show. Okay. One of the – we have a lot of judges overseas. We do a global thing so we can – we go overseas for judges. We had Roger Dean as a judge and Rob O'Connor from Styler Rouge in England. And, you know, we – Usually select some, or and Judith and I judge every year. So maybe you, you'll be a judge because say you have a That'd have a, good, a visual sense. I can tell you a very good visual. Yeah,
0: sense. aesthetically, Thanks. I think that he can yeah. definitely do that. You know, mm-hmm. that's yeah, definitely something. And the music and definitely go to Jeremy and and it's H A R L E Q U I N S dot com. And you can uh, stream, you can, I mean, there's everything there. I love the images. The images are great. Like I said, uh, that just really really drew me in. Um, I know I wanted to ask you, like, have you noticed Spencer and I were both giggling a little when you said your brother was a a chef in Paris? Because I think we talked about this before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Spencer... Don't hey, listen, there. let me tell you, no, Jeremy, i, I, I got to tell you, Holly <laughs> is an amazing cook.
3: Holly awesome. is number one.
2: Oh, food, no. uh,
3: I don't know. For me, she's like an advisor on food, and she's a great cook. So as soon as you mention food in any way, Holly's whole head <laughs> lights up, and it should. Oh, because nice. She's really good, by the way. Incredible, incredible person on food, Holly.
1: Awesome. Um, thank you, Spencer. Is that That's an invitation? Relating? Am I going to try something soon?
3: He's
0: trying to get me to do a cookbook. A cookbook. Jeremy, and I, okay. But cool. he's not. It's not that he's trying. I want to do a cookbook. I yeah. just. I don't know. It's like it's like writing a song. You have to be ready. You know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready.
0: I'm definitely ready because it's really weird. It's like here oh, in town where I live the original williams sonomas here, okay? Imagine that, Jeremy, the William, original Williams-Sonoma, right? So it's mm-hmm. like Chuck, Chuck, um, you know, his, Williams, his house. So I go there, and, you know, you walk in, and they've got a whole area where they've got a kitchen where they actually are demonstrating food all day long. And, I mean, it's clean food because, you know, it's like, now we're getting into really eating healthier we're much more aware of what we're doing um so yeah it's like for me I want to do you know different recipes and food and bring it to the world because I think that you know it's something that everybody does and you know differently and and you know I do things a lot differently than other people and I've taught a lot of people things and I've learned a lot of things from other people. There's a lot of chefs in my area. So, well, you know, awesome. so your brother being a chef, that must have been like a trip for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, he's really good. He, he was in he's Paris. Really too. Uh, oh. it, um, wow.
0: What's his specialty?
1: Because
0: I know, uh,
1: he, is he a pastry or? Yeah. Um, um, oh, he does both. He, he is like not so. Oh, wow. Not to brag about my brother, but he was top of his class in both uh, cuisine and patisserie. Seriously? Um, like yeah, but, no but uh, way. so he can he can bake, he can he can do it all. But uh, I don't know. He he'd probably say his uh, best stuff is his French stuff. But I mean, he does everything. He'll do I mean, like Asian <laughs> stuff. He'll do Italian. He makes his own pasta. Are um, you his
0: guinea pig? <laughs> uh, yeah, but
1: uh, being his guinea pig's not a bad thing, you know. It's got
0: its perks.
1: It's yeah.
0: <laughs> pasta is really fun to make fresh. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing like making fresh pasta or um, you know, raviolis and whatever. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, does he still cook or is he a full-time musician?
1: Um, he does some private catering events like he'll do
2: nice
1: there's a wine club here he'll do private events for Mm -hmm. um and and stuff like that um it's pretty tough like like he's had jobs um either cooking or also working in in food and wine Mm -hmm. and the second we get a tour Mm -hmm. is the second he loses the job so so (laughs) oh yeah no
0: i get that
1: doing like yeah doing part-time stuff and catering stuff it's a little bit Mm -hmm. more flexible um so it's pretty cool. You know, but he cooks all the time. He cooks every day. Wow.
2: That's
0: really good. And you know, especially in my area, you know, the biggest catering companies are in my area because they're doing all the big events for all the wineries and everything here. Especially being in wine country. Um yeah. you know, you can and they're really they're really um good about letting people come and go like if they come and they you know take on a couple different events and then they'll take a little bit of a time off to go do something else they're very flexible here um
1: that's yeah. what i found it's it's i you mean know? i know and in, it's in, probably in sonoma but also in los angeles mm-hmm. and in new york i mean it's like catering is is the the choice kind mm-hmm. of job of of musicians and actors um, because of that, oh yeah, so big time. It's kind of it's kind of funny when I was like I, w- I was doing like catering and serving when I was living in Los Angeles for a little bit,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I mean, no one was in food service. Everyone was an actor. Every single person was an actor. So, and it's it's mm-hmm. funny. I mean, some of the people, and same with music. It's and usually with music. I feel like it's more bartenders, but it's it's funny. It's like, you know, one day you'll be serving someone, you know hors d'oeuvres the next day you'll be in their favorite movie and then you'll be back to serving hors d'oeuvres like a week later so, so um,
0: true. <laughs>
2: that's
0: great so true yeah absolutely well you know um we love we love the music that is on this release and again it's called remember this and um Let's talk about the videos that you have released, a couple different videos for songs that are on this.
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, the last video we put out was for Starlight. Um, we shot that in New York. Um, mm-hmm. it definitely has like a New York feel. Um, mm-hmm. and that was cool. It's like kind of part live. It, it follows these uh, two female leads. I saw And like it. that song yeah. it, that song just has like a big kind of triumphant, powerful kind of feeling to it. Um it is. and then we also did a video for Nothing Civil that came out I believe it came out in April, uh just before
2: mm-hmm.
1: a few months before the record came out. Or maybe it was shot it in April. I I lose track, of things. Um, but yeah, it's for Nothing Civil and it's that was us in a studio just you know, playing the song pretty much. Um and, yeah, that's, you know, we have two videos out. We're going to do a third for a little one. You can mm-hmm. expect to see that. Uh, let's see. I think it's coming out in March. So you can look mm-hmm. for that, and we'll have that premiering somewhere. And besides that, we try and do a lot of videos. Um, you know, I think have like we're, we're in a world where content is, is so disposable, but it's also... Mm-hmm important so we try and put Mm -hmm. out as much content as possible um it's been cool with the uprock they've been kind of under the same mindset for that um it's it's kind of weird because there's there's not like mtv nowadays in the same capacity where you have to wait to hopefully get a video on mtv and spending Mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars to make a video technology is so much cheaper um and you can there's places you know even if it's just on youtube you can start there um but it's it's kind of like totally changed i mean where where what what the idea of a music video was 20 years ago is is nothing to what it is now um but i feel like oh yeah you can add if you can add a visual component to a song um and you can do it you know, without spending an arm and a leg to do it, right. then That's then right. do it. It's just uh, another way to reach people. Um, it's another way to get people interested in in the band and the song. And and you know, whether it's like a cinematic video or if it's just us playing, That's it's, so it's show, showing the band. It's just something yep. else. Mm-hmm. You know what I wanted to bring in
3: is that you're tied to Yep Rock Records, and they're a really good mm-hmm. record label. That's some great stuff yeah. out. Uh, Nick Lowe yeah. and a lot of other stuff. Tell us about the Yep Rock trip with you.
1: Uh, well, we signed to them in 2016. Like I said, uh, they they heard about us. Actually, sent an email. I guessed, uh I guess the president of the record la- label's email. Um, the producer we were working with uh, at the time, Matt Verderay, who's in the band Heavy Trash, told us about Yep Rock. Um, heavy, heavy Trash is a band that Matt's in with John Spencer uh, and I believe they put out a record on Yep Rock and it was right when we were, I believe we were finishing up into the night and, and we were getting a lot of traction from some of the songs on American Dreamer and Yep Rock wrote us back, they wanted to bring us down to North Carolina to showcase for them, we had a great time with them, you know partied after the show and and it seemed like that it was you know a good fit and since then we've done they, they basically licensed our into the night record uh That's and then great. We remember this yep. and yeah they have the, it's one of the coolest things about them is um they're they're like kind of like a tight knit group not only with the label but with also the other artists mm. so all the other artists who are on the label great kind of you know know everyone else on the label right it's like um, a family It's like a family yeah I mean we went we were on tour with Eli Paperboy Reed a couple of years ago and Nick Lowe comes out to the show and <laughs> right. you know um, yeah. so and then you know we went on tour with Chuck Prophet uh, back in May we played with Alejandro Escovedo who's also on the label
2: Right. So right it's, exactly.
1: you know, yeah. it's it's pretty cool. Um, a band called Daddy Longlegs from New York just signed to the label. We know them. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
1: yeah, it's it's. I, it's I wanted fun... to mention
3: you mentioned John Spencer. Is that the John Spencer Blues Band? Because I'm very. Oh uh, yeah, album.
1: same John Spencer.
3: They're incredible. They're an incredible yeah. group. Wow.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. You should check out Heavy Trash too. I mean, that was actually. Um, I remember seeing them. I think it was in 2008 when I was. In Ohio for for a, m- a month or something, uh, maybe right before I moved to Los Angeles, and I was just blown away. And then yeah, I, I, I
3: have I have Jeremy. I have the first album on Matador Records years ago. I have the first
1: album. Oh,
3: cool. Great, oh, on cool. vinyl and also on CD. Incredible group.
1: Incredible yeah. group. That's great. Anyway,
3: yeah. So anyway, that sounds great about you, Because you have a good relationship. You know, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, you know I've been on two record labels i think our guitar player has been on two or three different ones and and it's you know what you want is in a a record label like because it's totally changed right like anyone can put out music nowadays anyone can record records like it's not like it was i don't know when you read stories of like years ago when a record costs you know a minimum of fifty thousand to they're spending millions of dollars to make a record Um, you can go in a studio and, you know, with a few thousand dollars, you can make a record. So I think what a label contributes now is, you know, being able to align you with other artists, get you on tours, um, you know, helping out with press, setting things up, getting distribution. Because if it's just recording music and putting it on streaming platforms, anyone can do that. You don't need a label. You don't, you shouldn't need a label to Make a record or a label is only going to help you reach more people ideally, so um, I think that's something that like artists need to just consider like mm-hmm. don't wait around for a record label, like go out and like you know just what we it. did, make yeah. your own records, and then if you can find a label that feels right and can do something past that then then great, you know, but you know that that's what a label is kind of role nowadays is. Um Oh wow. Mm-hmm. You know what's
3: interesting, Holly? I don't think Jeremy needs a PR firm. He's his own PR. He has a great PR head, right? Right, Jeremy? Absolutely. <laughs> you know,
1: and you, know um, what yeah, I you kinda have you kinda have to be uh I mean you have to be nowadays. Like I, was, yeah. I you
0: have I got to take into take care I, of your own self.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just I've I've I l i have I learned it like, you know, I don't want to say the hard way. But um you know, in my old band, we had a really rough time with our record label, um, and I basically, if, if 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 I wanted to continue making music, I had to figure out how to do it without yeah. other people and without a label. So you just, or else it doesn't happen. Um, I I just don't want to not put out music and not record music because I'm relying on someone else. Uh, so I've had to kind of learn how to do it.
0: Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. You know, I wanted to circle around to something that you spoke about, Jeremy. Um, Spencer and I are, um, are both part of, um, you know, films, we, we, you know, film judging and stuff like that. So when you were talking about, you know, how it's not so hard to make a video, it's really funny because a lot of people are shooting videos on their smartphones and they're just as good, just as good as a regular movie that maybe uh, like a red camera or a camera, a movie camera or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. You can get yourself together. Like, you know, you're pretty well put together with things that you know that you want to do and style the whole thing and then just say hey we're going to do this and and you know be there and shoot it and you're all prepared and right. looks yeah. just as good as something that's done where you're spending thousands and thousands of dollars
1: right. to do it yeah. you can do it I think in all things nowadays like yeah yeah i think in all mm-hmm. all avenues i mean i think uh i was talking about this with a friend the other day like, the music industry is, like, the litmus test for other industries, and mm-hmm. I think you're going to see with movies, and you're already seeing it with, with television shows, and, I mean, you see it with all the streaming platforms now for different TV shows. Like, there's so much good television out there, like, way more than there's ever probably been, um, because mm-hmm. technologies change changed the way it can be made. And I feel like that's what happened in the record industry in the early 2000s. You had this huge boom of indie labels being able to compete with major labels. And so you had a lot, like a huge wave of, of great music. I think one problem with the music industry now, it's like there's so much and so, like literally every week there's hundreds of thousands of songs coming out. So it's almost so much, but I, I feel like it's kind of going to maybe go that way for other things. So like in television, I mean, it. I mean, I've I've already heard about movies and television shows being shot on iPhones and stuff. So if right. everyone can make their own TV show or their own, and and have it look as good as something that costs millions of dollars to make, and you can do it for a few thousand, that's essentially what happened I mean, you could you could make a record music. in your own house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I have mean friends mm-hmm. have, who had number one records. Yeah. uh in in the UK, and he made it in his bedroom. Um, <laughs> right. Like, no joke. No, I believe it. So,
3: I got to tell you a funny story. That's great. Uh, well, I, let me tell you a funny story. Uh, very interesting. Chris Stoltz, uh, uh, Boston, the famous group Boston. I was working for CBS, and I used to get these great stories up at CBS. And this is a true story. Chris Stoltz did the Boston album. Now, nobody knows the story, but this is a true story. Chris Stoltz did an album out of the house, okay? He, the, in order to present to CBS, he in those days it was really amazing, because we're talking about the 70s here, you know what I mean, the 80s. And he did yeah. it out of his house. He I didn't tell the label. He brought it up to the label. And, it, and by the way, he did all the instrumentation and everything himself, just himself. So he brings it up to CBS. And they buy, they buy it. This is how Boston started. They bought the, what he brought up. They bought the tape thinking that this was, first of all, they thought it was a band. <laughs> they thought it was a yeah. band. And then on top of it, they had no idea he did it out of his house, which they didn't want to tell him. They didn't want to – he didn't want to say that. But he, yeah. he made the deal that way, and after he formed the group. But it, he did everything out of his house. Now, in the old days, that was really amazing. I work with an artist named that Paul is. Carey in Germany. He, he did his album in his own house in Germany. And in those days, no one ever heard it. Now, right? Now it's a big thing. Yeah. anybody can do it, right? It's like Holly's yeah. talking about uh, on the iPhone. All the stuff you can do it cheaply and amazing. You know, it's but that's yeah. a great story, though. You know. Yeah.
0: It, it's so true, though. I've heard about so many different movies and they've all been shot on iPhones. Yeah. And yet, the cinematogra- cinematography on it is it's so cool. You know? I mean, you would never know.
1: Yeah, um, I think sometimes... There's a lot of with, different things you can do. Yeah. I think sometimes having limitations is the best thing to help kind of breed creativity. Um, if you have unlimited options you you start like thinking of what you can do that might not even be necessary so if you only have like a specific amount of uh like these parameters to work in whether it's a budget or or the technology that you mm-hmm. have is that's available um right. then you figure out a way to do it um mm-hmm. i guess i feel it's the same as like and that's that, that's life i guess you know it's, Mm-hmm. If this is the scenario, this is how you have to do it, and, and it gets done. Um, well, the
3: best thing is you control also the money. I mean, in the old days, the record company took a lot of percent of whatever you put out. Today, you control the CD. It, everything is yours, right? I mean, theoretically. I mean, the money end of it, right?
1: Yeah. Well, definitely with the UpRock, we have a lot of control of, like, the creative element. Um,
3: uh-huh. I mean, the, That's
1: good. You That's know, good. So uh, you know i think that's that's actually something like early on I, I kind of felt about them and i think they somehow they learned that was that was a good way to be um because I, I in my previous band i didn't have that luxury and i i think it's it's hard like it's hard for an artist uh and i think it's harder for a label though if you sign an artist and you like something about them, then why wouldn't you want them to be that? Um, why would you want to, like, it, it's one thing if you want to, like, be kind of a Svengali producer or something and take
2: mm-hmm. take an
1: artist that you don't think is really great or maybe has one great quality and, and build it, build them into something. But if you want a band, if you really like what some someone's doing and is already doing, then just right. let them do that. Um, that's what you signed them for. Well, you know, um, my, oh, yeah, my, you know, it's
2: interesting,
3: in, in my day with Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers was the label that they would pre- – I worked with Lou Reed, and we worked with a lot of famous people on Warner's, but they would let an outside designer like me design it. You know what I mean? They wanted the artist to be happy, and most of the labels didn't do that. You'd have to – they'd do their album in-house. Usually it was totally destroyed. Then they'd come to us to redesign it. You know what I mean? Because they did yeah. their, but and and the idea that they accept your creative quality is so cool. I mean, I think every label, should, you know, should be like that, right? I mean, that's the way it should be. I don't know if it was. I really. mean,
1: I think so. Maybe not in every scenario, but I think if that's what the label likes about you, then that's what they should follow through on. Yeah, because sure. I mean, mm-hmm. the, they should. Uh, the way I kind of look at it is, if the A and R person, or if if they're the one who's supposed to be the creative person on the project and and making all the creative decisions why do they need an artist anyway why aren't they the artist why aren't they doing the graphics Mm -hmm. why aren't they doing the like they they should do it on their own Mm -hmm. they don't need you then then don't then you know just do it on their own but Mm -hmm. if they find a band or an artist and they think they're doing something special and cool then just let them be Um, exactly
3: exactly
0: Good point. That's that's a really good way to look at it You know, yeah. I think it's important You know, and I think that that's what's happening I think there is a change in the music industry So we're going to start seeing a lot more artist input Rather than it being controlled by the label Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. You know, I know that um, we have a few announcements to make Don't we, um, Spencer? I wanted to make a really quick one
3: Yeah Okay, for, why don't you for do your first, and then I'll yeah, you know, go
0: ahead. Yeah, I wanted to say that um I'm gonna be on the air this Tuesday instead of uh Wednesdays when I oh. do some shows in or or a Friday. I'm going to be on the air Tuesday at three thirty, which is unusual for me, but that was the time that my guest is available with okay. um Vonnie Hari, who is um the food babe. And oh, wow. um Yeah, and uh, we're going to be talking about her newest book, uh, Feeding You Live, How to um, Unravel the Food Industry, Um, you know, because it's all about food and the different things. She's got The Food Babe Way Out, which was a number one New York Times bestseller, so this is the newest book, and we're going to be doing that, and that'll be this Tuesday at 3.30, and um, and then we're going to be back on Friday. And I wanted to say um, to Jeremy that we really enjoyed having you on today. Thank you uh, for having me. Yeah, I know. It's been been really fun. And I know Spencer has something about um, a film that um, has quite a lot of people in it. And I know, Spencer, you were um, part of that, um, being able to be in that film along with Judith.
3: Do you want to talk a little bit about that real quick? Yeah. uh yesterday I've got an email from Scott Crawford the director who's been on our show mm-hmm. with a spoke remember we and he uh, is directing a film called um Boy Howdy uh the Cream magazine story the famous story about the famous rock and roll magazine cream and yeah. Judith and I were honored to be interviewed in this movie that's coming out for the South by Southwest festival in March a couple months from now and uh, they're going to cool. start going to film festivals so I'm very we're very excited about that and, uh, it, uh, you know, Holly, you know this. There's a laundry list of musicians like, um, oh my God, Paul oh, Stanley, so many and
0: Joan involved. Jett, yeah. and uh, Everyone from Alice kids Cooper, name the musician, Jett Michael
3: to. Knight, they're in the movie, yeah. which is quite an amazing. Mm-hmm. So it should be an amazing film. A lot of great stories. I had a hookup with Lester Bangs early in my life and told the story. And Judith and I had this thing with the logo uh, that Robert Crumb designed for Cream. It's going to be a great movie. I mean, it's really going to be an outstanding music book. Mm-hmm. Very powerful. Uh, and it's important. And that happened yesterday. What I didn't tell you is today. So the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame gets in touch with me today and says they have a magazine called Title Track. And they write about, you know, it goes to subscribers and they write about you know, about the Rock Hall and all kinds of pictures of their events and the induction. All of it. Mm-hmm. Well. I may be getting interviewed Judith and I on the vinyl collection because they never wrote about oh, that. Cool. so it's, yeah, so that's mm-hmm. maybe be going on, and that happened today, so it was forty eight hours of a blitz, and that's that's basically it and i I want to tell you something that's going on the West Coast. there's Norman sieves show of Joni Mitchell photographs in the spring
2: on
0: the West coast or yeah
3: um, yep East in l a- yeah, the Grammy Museum right so I thought I'd bring that up. that's on that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh-huh. a, that, that'll be a great show, so that's my that's my thing today, and, um, you
0: know. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Now,
0: Jeremy, are you playing this weekend at
1: all? Um, we're not playing with the band, you... but there's a, okay. a cool Elvis and David Bowie tribute night at Arlene's Grocery. I'm going to be singing out a couple songs. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. An Elvis song and a Bowie song. Um, oh, wow. That's Sunday at... Eight eight o'clock. Uh, so if you're in New York and you want to stop out, come and uh, you can, you'll have a good time. It's always a blast. So.
2: Oh cool. Um,
1: besides that, uh, we don't yeah. have anything in New York book We just played in December. Uh, we play a few times a year in the, in New York. So we'll have something soon uh, in the spring you know, for so. sure. I'll
3: finally I'll finally be able to catch you in the city. And hopefully, if you're out in Sonoma, tell Holly. You know.
0: Yeah, definitely. Up. Yeah, no. Are you coming to the West Coast at all?
1: Um our plan is to to come out this year. Uh I don't have any dates right mm-hmm. now, but uh I'll definitely let you know. Okay. And we'll probably drink a lot of wine. That's what we do when we're in Sonoma, <laughs> right? There's
0: there's lots of things going on in the city and um a lot going on, you know, in different different areas because we're all rebuilding after the fires. Um Yeah. So there's a lot of people that are coming out here to play benefits. And as right. well as, you know, helping to build up the whole, you know, community again. We just got. And, Holly, you have festivals having... out
3: there too, right? In Sonoma, you have some All music the time. festivals, maybe? All that's what
0: I I'm saying, yeah. There's yeah. so many music festivals going on. I mean, you know, Bottle Rock, obviously, is coming up, and um, that happens in Napa. And there's some amazing people that play every year. Um, I know Tom Petty played one year before you know he left um mm-hmm. and quite a few other people i mean you know um sonoma has quite a few musical things going on all the time right now we're kind of rebuilding like i said and we have a lot of benefits and people just show up and they will play and we're also recovering right now from all the rain
3: all the uh, we weren't
0: expecting Yeah, it was really heavy duty. But I know that a lot of the Midwest and the East Coast right now is getting slammed with snow, including Ohio, your home state. Oh,
1: yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, Ohio. I think we're supposed to get some in New York this weekend. So we'll see what happens.
0: Now, I I know it rained. It snowed this morning in um, the UK because I um, got pictures from that, uh, you know, that was from. Uh, Liverpool, I believe. It was snowing there.
1: You know, Holly, it was
3: snowing
0: here
1: Ohio a little. I you t- uh, I'm I got you from Toledo, Ohio. Toledo? Oh, wow. like, okay, that's what I wanted yeah, to ask. That's, okay. you
3: know, that's a lot of snow. <laughs> that's a lot yeah. of snow. Yeah, I mean, it was snowing
0: yeah, a little. more bit. towards. It was? Well, go ahead. Go ahead. In I'm New sorry. York? Go ahead.
3: I'm sorry. I keep on. No, no, no. It was snowing
0: in the, in the city.
3: Yeah, a little bit. I woke up and it was white on, on the branches, and then it melted. What? Then I turned my head. I'm on the computer, and the whole thing. That's the thing about New York City, Jeremy, right? It's like the snow will come down, and, and then it goes away in a couple of days or it rains. It's very bizarre about New York City. Outside of mm-hmm. New York City, forget about it. It's hell.
0: Yeah. You I know, love but New York. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: All Absolutely. around New York. So, the only yeah. thing is if if it's like a ton of snow and, in New York City, <laughs> and then you have like these just like – where, where you, no one can do anything about it, and you're trapped in uh that I feel like that's actually the most fun way it snows in new york like it it turns it into like another planet like no one everyone just ha- is like walking around and no one can really get anywhere, so you're kind of forced to just stay in your neighborhood um and you kind of like no, deal with it in the best I've seen way possible
0: of the snow plows going by and and, and <laughs> plowing in all the cars that are on yeah, the street sure. yeah. That's not but, uh, fun. Know, you
3: know, I know. Holly, you know, uh, Holly, I was going to bring up, Jeremy should go out to the West Coast. Jeremy, you should definitely do a trip with Holly around that area because there's a lot of music stuff. You should get yourself exposed out there. I'm just suggesting something. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, that sounds awesome.
0: Yeah, like yeah. you're going to do the UK. I think that's fantastic. Um, I yeah. think that you'll yeah. do very well there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, we're hoping so. Yeah, but it'll be Oh, good. you will.
0: You will. Um, now, when are you going exactly? In March? That's when you're going? Um, March in the
1: spring? 5th, I believe. Okay. And uh, you're going to be appearing
0: have, on a, a, a television show, you said?
1: Yeah, so we're going to be on the Andrew Marr show, and then we have about oh, five nice. shows. We're just in for about a little over a week, I think, in total. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're playing most of the the cities that you would expect a band from New York to come and play. So, uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward
0: to it. Oh, that's great. Well, I wish you the best of success in that and have fun this weekend. And I wanted to tell Thank everyone you. it's Friday guys. Don't drink and drive. Um, I have to say that because, you know, we've had, we got a lot of re- weekend warriors here in Sonoma. that yeah. come and they drink and they drive and Ew. cause lots of havoc. But, um, you know, especially with the weather right now, um, just be careful driving wherever you are, and uh, be aware of your surroundings at all times. And uh, have a beautiful weekend. And I want to say thank you so much for being here. And we're going to end our show with a song called California Rock. Do you want to talk a little bit about that song?
1: Sure. Yeah. This one. Um. Back to the story of the band before. Before I moved uh, to New York, I lived in LA, and this was kind of like a mm-hmm. little little uh, story about that experience or one of one of the stories I had there um, and then uh yeah it, it was kind of funny that we ended up recording it in l a um that wasn't kind of part of the oh, plan how funny. um it just mm-hmm. kind of worked out and it kind of came full wow. circle so That's uh, great. it was a fun song. I thought it would be a good way to go out on the show and uh enjoy it hey take care oh, no, very cool. Very cool. And, Spence, did you have anything
0: more you ha- needed to add? No, I just or,
3: want to say uh in, it was great. I'm glad you came on, Jeremy. And on the next album, you'll come on again, you know, with Holly and I. And uh, and uh, the best. And I'll see you soon, hopefully, in New York. I'll finally get to see you in New York City. You know, I haven't seen you in a
1: while. Great. Great. Well, and a so happy for New year
0: me. to everyone. Yeah, because, I mean, this is really basically our first show because I had to cancel last week. I had laryngitis, so... Um, yeah. I know that's good. going around A lot of people are sick right now So if you're out there and you're sick You know just take care of yourself And and uh, you know Just take it easy Rest as much as possible But with that we are going to end our show Today with California Rock And make sure to tune in next Tuesday um, At 3.30 um, And uh, it has been promoted And I know a lot of major networks Are picking it up right now because Good. uh she's pretty well she's pretty well received by a lot of people. So this will be a very interesting show. So thank you so much for being here, Jeremy. And again, if you missed the beginning of the show, it will be available on iTunes and also immediately afterwards on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And with that, have a great weekend and uh hey, I'm California Rock to now. You.
2: Yeah.
1: Thank you. Hey, you Thanks for go. having me.
0: You're welcome.
2: Hey, sure. Up my chest. About time I took a trip to the west.